with a nugget this morning? We've got all sorts of horns on this morning. They're rejoicing out there. Okay, our nugget this morning is how you think about your failures. How you think about your failures determines your future success. So if you think about a failure as a stepping stone, you're going to go. If you think of as your failure as a failure, then you're not going to get anywhere. Your room for success is going to be null and void. So any failures you have, hey, you're on to greater things. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word gives us inspiration, Father God, and insight. And so, Father God, thank you, Lord, that as we receive this word this morning, I thank you, Lord, that we go forth, Father God, with greater insight and ability, Father God, in our lives because your word sets us free. In Jesus' name, amen. What is love? Since it's February. What is love? Is it a, a feeling? Is it a state of being? Is it romantic emotions? Uh, love is a very difficult uh, to define. But from a Christian standpoint, glory to God, love is best understood from a bi biblical perspective. So that's what we're going to look at it this morning. In fact, one of the most sought-after themes in the Bible is the, the definition of love. So let's find out what the definition of love is. The Bible is one giant love story of God and his journey towards mankind. Turn with me to 1 John, back, way back in the old, uh, <laughs> way back to the back of the book next to Revelation. 1 John, chapter 4. 1 John, chapter 4. Looking at verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So the Bible says God is a source of love. God is love. He personalizes it. Okay. Um, in fact, if it has to do with God, it has to do with love. Anything that deals with God deals with love. The glory of God. There's no greater source of love than God. Uh, mercy is God's forgiving love. Without mercy, we would not exist. Grace is God's undeserving love. Without grace, we would be lost. Peace is God's comforting love. Without that peace, we'd be in total confusion. The will of God is his unerring love. God's love is focused. Providence is God's caring love. 
Thank God for that. He cares for us. He loves us. Sanctification is God's nurturing love. Without that sanctification, we'd be nowhere either. Heaven is God's reward for love. Hallelujah. Get ready for that one. And with that thought, eternity is God's ending, unending love. So we're going to have his love forever and ever and ever. Glory to God. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is God's proven love. Glory to God. Now, God is not, as some people uh, suppose, being angry, being a tyrant, being temperamental, someone who's relishing to punish anyone at any time, at any whim that he has. And then there are those who do not think that uh, God cares about this world and, or anyone. And, of course, there are those that don't think there is even a God. And, of course, um, uh, Psalms 114 says, uh, that's a fool that doesn't believe in God. So don't call your friends fools if they don't believe in God, but, you know, pray for them. Amen? We're about done. Boy, look at this. I just, we are going to get out of here. I've got some shopping to do with the wife. Strike that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Laughing so hard, I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, the Old Testament states that God truly loves and favored Israel. I mean, he did everything for Israel. And everybody else cried out to him. You know, they had to get on, become a Jew to be, get blessed, right? But in the New Testament, let's go to John 3.16. Of course, we know what that says, but we'll go there. In John 3.16, we see, glory to God. And you're going to see something different in this John 3.16 also. God, uh, Jesus says, for God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, who was he talking to? Go to the top of the uh, chapter 3. And who is he talking to? And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Well, Nicodemus says, you know, all, all, all the priests and all the rabbis says, you know, we are it. We are the, you know, at that time they were really proud of who they were. And, you know, being one of God's elected and selected people, you ought to be proud. Man, you know, you know we're... we're the, with God, God, with the apple of God's eye, you know, you know and, and all of a sudden Jesus says, "I came for the world." Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! God says we are the favored people, so it had to be a shock to him that he's going to say that, that his. Going to save the whole world? You mean that heathen over there? That rotten Samaritan over there? 
you're going to talk, we're going to talk about the Samaritan later on. You know what that is. Good Samaritan. Okay, we'll find out something about that too. Okay, glory to God. God loves everybody. Even, remember, uh, Jesus went to, he says, we've got to go, go there, but we're going to cut through Samaria. Samaria. They would usually go around, take the long trip around, but he says, there's something, I've got to go through Samaria because there's a well there that I'm going to meet somebody there. I'm going to change their life. I'm going to change a lot of those people's lives because she's going to go out and be an, a woman evangelist. What she could do? She ran into the town and says, I met a man who told me everything. And she began to preach. Well, are you doing that when you go out? I met a man who told me everything and he saved me. His name is Jesus. And you can have him. He's the love of my life. Glory to God. God doesn't exclusively just love the Jews any longer. I mean, you know, he favored them and all that type of stuff. And Christians, we think, oh, wow, we're you know, Christians. We are, you know, we're pretty good. You know, we're named after him and, you know. But he loves the whole world. And so that's why Nicodemus was amazed. Why? Something's wrong with this rabbi because he's not talking about the Jews being, you know, being lifted up because that's what they wanted to have world power to, to be. You know, they were supposed to go out and evangelize the world and bring them into God's kingdom. But they didn't do it. They kept it to themselves. And what happened to them? They kind of got put aside. What is happening to Christians that are just keeping it and not, you know, they're putting it aside to themselves. Do you see what I'm trying to say? The Jews weren't doing their job. If Christians are not doing a job, he's going to have some, some hard words for us to say. Here, I should say. So we need to go out there and start doing the works that he's called us to. Go into all the world. Preach the good news of the gospel. You know, some of us need to wake up. Okay. Let's go to the book of Romans now. Romans chapter 5. And Romans chapter 5. In Romans chapter 5, beginning verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man good man, some would even dare to die. Verse 8, But God commandeth his love, his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. He sent his son to die for us. That's love. It says it's love. But God commanded his love towards us while we were yet sinners. He sent his son to die for us. Now, I want you to think about this in, in personal terms about you. There are people who love you, embrace you. You're, you're the best friends, and they respect you. But if they can look into your heart, and they, they knew certain things about you, would they change their minds about you? 
oh, you know, they're not as pious as they think. They're pretty rotten down to the core. And they would kind of say, forget you. You call me a such and such. You think, you know, I thought you were my friend. You stabbed me in the back. And, you know, if they knew what you're thinking. But God knew exactly what we were like. And he still loved us. Wow. I'm glad he did because some of, well, not some, but I'm going to speak for myself. Boy, there are some rotten things that sometimes just fester up. And it's like, oh, man. Lord, forgive me. And it just, you know, some of these things, it's like, I hate to say it, it's like the rain out there. You know, everything looks perfect in that garden. And it rains, and all of a sudden, pop, 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 you got all these weeds coming up. You say, oh, boy, something. People, if they see that, you know, some, you know you, some people have maintained beautiful gardens, but, you know, they water it, and they don't check it. Pretty soon, they got all these weeds. In. Wow, you're not a good gardener. Well, what about our hearts? We have those weeds popping out. But God loves us, even if we've got those weeds there. But he's asking us to pull them out. Amen? Glory to God. Let's see. God does not love us because we are valuable. We are valuable because God loves us. That's what makes us valuable, because God loves us. Because if we look, if we look at one another, you know, we could, you know, if we start judging one another, we, we said, "Yeah, you're you're not, you're not going to make it." I know your inner thoughts; you're not going to make it. I know my inner thoughts; I'm not going to make it. And he said, "Well, if you make the right choice, those inner thoughts, I, I'm forgetting about them." Glory to God. I love you. But it takes, it takes the, the heat off, so to speak. Now, how many know when you get a gift? I mean, you get, you get a nice gift, you know, any type of gift. And you, you're looking at it, and oh, it's, you know, you say, thank you, Laurel. Well, it looks so good, Laurel. And you turn it over, and there's the price tag. Laurel, that's all you paid for it? <laughs> you know, it's bad manners to have what? Leave a price tag on your gift that you're giving away. But God didn't do that. He showed us what the gift was. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He, gave, he showed us what the gift was and what it cost him. We think, you know, it's bad for us to have a, give something that's the price, you know, Every time, every time you get go someplace, you make sure turn it over. Look at look at the picture. It's all you know. Get that price tag. Scratch it out, or you know, ink it out, or something. Don't let them see what you paid for it because you know, might not be as high, high as they think it is, or maybe like too low. You know, you know, just just remove it. But God wants to know that He thought a lot of us. He loved us. He paid the price for us. Glory to God. That's love. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. God wanted us to know the cost. It cost him to purchase our salvation. John 3.16, we looked at that. Uh, let's go to, since we're, we were in John, let's go to John chapter 1. In John chapter 1. Let 
Look at verse 14, John chapter 1, 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Glory to God. It's Him. It's Him. Oh, glory. Okay, verse 18. Let's go to... No man hath seen, seen God at any time, only the begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, and he hath declared him. It's his Son that he gave. Oh. A price tag. He paid it in full. John chapter 3 this time. We know what 16 says, but John chapter 3 verse 17 and 18. For God sent not, not his Son to, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world should, through him, might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. God gave his only Son that we can be saved. Glory to God. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you go to a church or you hear people saying, there's other ways to get to heaven, they're wrong. And a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of Christians are falling for that across the land, around the world. They're picking up this, this chrism. It's invading our land. There's a big church down south, a big church. It says chrism's right. That we can, Allah and God are the same. They're not. Don't get caught up in that type of stuff. Because you get caught up. It's only one way. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the unspeakable gift of love. Glory to God. There's nobody like Jesus. Nobody was born like Jesus. Nobody ever lived like Jesus. Nobody ever died like Jesus. Nobody is ever going to come like Jesus. Jesus is God's only begotten Son. How did God say He loved us? He gave his only begotten son to us as a precious gift. And all we have to do is receive it. Glory to God. Jesus, who created the angels, was made a little lower than the angels. He who said before Abraham, I was, was born 2,000 years after Abraham died. That's Jesus. He who was Abraham's seed was Abraham's savior. He who was David's son was David's Lord. That's our Jesus. That's love. Glory to God. We know that God loves us because he gave his only begotten son. We should rejoice. The reason he gave us his son, so he could be lifted up on the cross for our sins. 
Our sins had to be removed. And no man could remove their own sin. God had to remove the sin. He sent his son to remove our sin. Glory to God. So we cannot know the love of God without knowing Jesus, God's only begotten son. You cannot know the love of God without knowing that Jesus came to die on the cross for you. Jesus didn't come to make you rich, famous, wealthy, or happy. He came to be lifted up on the cross to remove our sins that we might be forgiven. God is holy. This is, this is the divining attribute, morally excellent, without any speck of darkness. God is just. He judges on the basis of righteous holiness as a standard. God is love. He loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Glory to God. We have been given eternal benefits. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Benefits only received through accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. God's gift to the world was to the world, but not all the world receives him. The people who enjoy the benefits are the ones who believe in Jesus Christ. Benefits, our benefits will last forever. Some people's benefits are only going to last their lifetime. And that's a short span. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Saving faith involves knowing the knowledge of the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. We need to agree with the Word. Glory to God. And trust in Jesus, our eternal Savior, our blessed Savior, our gift of love to us. Amen. That's God's love. February, right? Okay. Second Corinthians. Uh, yeah, Second Corinthians. Look at this one. It's Second Corinthians. Oh, glory. Second Corinthians. <laughs> five. Chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five. From the King James verse, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. From the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah. He is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, a fresh and new one has come. Amen. This is the quality of life you have. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. A life of total victory. Even though you're going to run across obstacles in our life, we still have total victory over them. You may not say, well, I've got this, I'm going through this. You have victory over it. Yeah. 
It's not going to stay with you. Sin's not going to stay. The sin's not going to stay with you. The sickness is not going to stay with you. Your heartache is not going to stay with you. You have victory. Look to the end. And you'll never see the end because it's eternal. We need to be dancing. God's love. Okay, give you the title of it because it's How God Loves. Okay, now we're going to go to the quiz. I told you we were going to go real quick. What was, the, what was the quiz? It was found in Luke. Uh-oh. Luke chapter, anybody? Luke chapter 10, for those that need to have a recall. Luke chapter 10. And we were going to look at verses 25 through 37. Okay. Who was the first person to come upon the injured man in the parable of the Good Samaritan? Verse 31, it says, a priest. Well, this is a man of, of God. Glory to God. He, but he shows no love or compassion for the man. And he went on the other side to not to view him. You know, I can't be around these individuals. He doesn't want to get involved. What happened to this, the... the in, injured, injured person. He was robbed, beaten, stripped the clothing. And this guy is dirty. He's laying in, in the dirt over there. He's got no clothes on. And he must be, just, he must be somebody bad. I mean, somebody just beat him up. So I'm not going to go near him. He doesn't need my help. <sighs> Nobody raised their hand. Unfortunately, sometimes we do that. I, I can, I recall a few instances since I did it. Glory to God, I repent of it. Okay, if there was anyone who had, uh, had known God, known God's uh, law of love, it should have been this priest, okay? Uh, the word of love for him meant no action. Love. What does that mean when you see somebody in, in trouble? Do you have love or is, no, is your love no action? How many ever drove, drove by an accident scene? I mean, I mean everybody, you know, you're, you're driving along, all of a sudden traffic goes, and everybody just creeping by this accident scene. I know some, you know, sometimes you can't help but stop. I mean, go by because you know you're being issued, you know, sent sent by, you know, keep on going by, you know, the uh, police officer. But what do you do? Boy, that was a terrible act. You see that car all smashed up? Do you ever think about the individuals or individuals in there? Did you ever buy in the spirit of death? Okay, I mean, you, you've got to put yourself out there. I mean, if you were in the accident I'm, I'm, and you're needing help and, you know, and you were told, cops is telling you go, 
Wouldn't you want somebody that, a Christian, say, bind the spirit of them, so forth, all that type of stuff, that uh, give them life. Nobody, you know, if they're, if they're someone that is deceased, that they would bring them back to life, you know, and, and no major injuries to the individual. Something you need, you know, just, just a thought. Okay, who is the next person that went by? Not in this accident, but in, in, on the road. <laughs> the Levite, okay, thank you. Uh, he does exactly the same thing as that priest did. He went on the other side of the road. I'm not going to bother with this individual. This is a, the Levite is showing that uh, he knew the law. He was a good Jew, but he didn't fulfill the law. How many Christians know the, know the love of God, but don't show the love of God? Hello. Okay. He also knew the law, but he failed to show the injured man any compassion. We need to show compassion. We, need, we, we talked about love this morning. We need to have, have the love of God flow from us. Jesus said, they shall know you by... The love that you have. How much love are we showing people out there? Get out of my way. You're a slow driver. I'll show you. I get in front of you. I'll put on my brakes and drive slow too. I'll show you. No, after I get around one of those guys, I speed up. But maybe you've seen people. How many have ever had that happen? You go around a guy and you just go, and all of a sudden they, they go around, around you and they put on their brakes again. I mean, so, uh, certain words come forth. You know, nowadays you, you, you've got an advantage. Some of the cars have the, you know, the phones and you hit the phone. 911, license number is 000, traveling at such and such and such. They are. A hindrance or looking for an accident to happen. So, you know, well, I should have did that to, to that other guy the other day. But <laughs> that was a little bit on a... Okay. Okay. Then what was the third person that came across the way? A Samaritan. Okay. Samaritan. Okay, we'll say this is a, a Jew beaten up over here. And the, the, the priest and the Levite didn't want to do it. Uh, the priest and, and the uh, Jewish brethren didn't want. But a Levite, uh, not, not a Levite, but a Samaritan comes by. Uh, the Samaritan was least likely to show interest to an injured person. Uh, Samaritans were considered second class or low class people by the Jews because they had intermarried with non believers. So that's why they were called Samaritans. They, were, they knew the law, they knew Jewish law, but they broke, quote, broke the law, they intermarried. Okay? Um, so they didn't keep the law. Jews, therefore, had nothing to do with them. That's why when Jesus was at the well with the woman, the disciples said, what, are you, what is he doing with that Samaritan woman? They had nothing to do with it. He had to do something. He had to change that woman's life. We need to change people's lives. 
showing our love, okay? The Samaritan, the, to the Samaritan, the man injured made no difference who he was. He only saw a person in dire need of assistance. He dresses the, uh, the wounds with wine and oil. Wine was like a d- disinfectant. Like you watch the cowboy movies, they don't take wine, they take a... Give me that, give me that whiskey. And they pour it on. Okay, that's a disinfectant. Okay. The wine was a disinfectant for those, in those days. And the oil was to bring soothing, like a... Um, kind of soothe the pain. That's what the oil was supposed to do. Uh, then he takes him on his own animal. He takes him to an inn and tells the innkeeper, take care of this guy. And uh, when I come back, if it costs more, I'll pay you. Okay? Take good care of him. And I'll pay the extra expense that would occur when I come back. Okay? Now, that's showing, that's a good Samaritan. We need to be that type of individual. Uh, We are to show love and compassion to those that we encounter in our everyday activities. And that's kind of (laughs) rough. Regardless of race or religion, okay? If they need, if they have a need need, and we can supply it, we need to help them out and not expect any return. Okay. Okay. Uh, The lessons of the Good Samaritan are one, we need to set aside our prejudice and show our love and compassion to others. Two, remember, it was a young lawyer that asked Jesus, how do I get to heaven? He says, what, how do I merit? And Jesus says, you you need to help your neighbor out. He spoke, Jesus, uh, our neighbor is anybody that we encounter. Because the lawyer says, well, I I always help my friends out. But Jesus says, anybody you need to help out. And, of course, he didn't like that either. Okay. Um, And third thing, we need to keep the law of love. Keep the law of love, okay? All right. Are you ready for next week? Next week quiz. All right. What weapons, what weapons did Gideon use to defeat the Mennonites? You'll find that in the book of Judges. Shall I tell you the, the uh, uh, chapters or do you want to read the whole thing? Judges chapter 6, 7, and 8. You'll find out where uh, Gideon. All right, glory to God. How about that? Out early again. You want to sing and dance today? I would have Heather play that one song, Good, Good Father. Could you find it real quick? And think about what we just read and what, uh, what, uh, how God loves if she can find it, or she's, she's getting the DVD out now. You don't have, need to put it on the screen. We can just listen to it. <laughs>